Hey listeners. Hi everyone. And before you get into this episode proper, we just wanted to say that it was recorded a while ago and at the time we didn't know what was about to sort of change in the world and so we're just going to do this little bumper at the start and then we'll get into the episode. So this is about YouTube and sadly on the 15th of March a gunman went into two mosques in New Zealand and shot 50 people. And he live-streamed it to the internet and also shouted out a very high-profile YouTuber before starting it. That was really horrific. What's also horrific is that millions of videos of that stream have been uploaded to YouTube and Facebook Mm -hmm. and multiple sites since then. Mm -hmm. And they've had to train their best to automate stopping them from coming up. Who are these people uploading millions of horrific videos? Very sad. Um, it's also not an isolated incident. There's been other attacks, terrorist attacks, call it like it is. Um, and they, we do live in a time in which they are live streamed. And I think that we were quite naive when we recorded this episode. Yeah. Um, but it was at a time when we didn't have to think about those kinds of things, I guess. Um, so yeah, just... If you, you know, feel like this episode's going to be hard for you, maybe you don't have to engage, and that's okay. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. I think just stay safe, do what's best for you. It was a very hard time for New Zealand and us, and so we pulled this episode for a bit, but we wanted to get this bumper in. The other sad bit that's happened since we recorded this episode is that there was a major, like, expose on a like child softcore pornography ring on YouTube where people were exploiting the comment sections of otherwise innocent videos to point out single frames where you could see children in interesting positions and clothing and millions of videos have been taken off YouTube since then and various videos have had their comment sections frozen, deleted, removed and hundreds of channels have been deleted from YouTube. Mm. Really sickening stuff all around. I guess if for some of this, obviously not the first part, if you don't seek this stuff out, sometimes you just don't know about it. It's actually fine. People make mistakes. We made mistakes. But I still think there's a lot of interesting discussions inside that episode. Exactly. Everything we say is valid for what we knew and is mostly valid. Yes, absolutely. So without further ado... Please enjoy our episode. It is fun. Bye. Goodbye. It is my great pleasure to introduce to you the finest cooker clock maker in the world, <laughs> Emmanuel Woodland. <laughs> and it is my gracious pleasure to introduce you to her worship, the former mayor of Wellington, Jacinda Hellraiser. <laughs> And, and this, this is High Expectations. This week we're talking about YouTube and how we feel about like certain YouTube videos. To be more specific, I have for a long time been addicted to clothing haul videos. But if you're quite into clothing haul videos, then YouTube's algorithm tends to take you to similar videos. You can watch all the clothing haul videos you want. 
kind of fast fashion. They try on 50 different outfits and you can see how they look. And then along the, along the line at some point you'll get a video that says what's wrong with clothing haul videos. And generally what the issue is is that they promote fast fashion. So these YouTubers get given all of this clothing so that they can, you know, continue to advertise to unsuspecting viewers the clothing of massive online stores or high street stores so that they can continue this pattern of mass consumerism. So I saw these and I just thought like, ah, oh, but it's not like I'm buying from the shops. Is it bad that I'm watching these videos? And uh, I told Jasmine about that. And then Jasmine thought, well, yeah, there are certain YouTube videos that I like to watch. And do they, you know, promote wastefulness? Do they promote kind of these massive nasty things in our society? Are the things we're watching ethical? Is our YouTube wasting time actually detrimental in some ways? And that's the topic of today's show. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I've been also enjoying haul videos, which I didn't watch before. Alan mentioned them one day, I think, and you were like, can we watch like AliExpress haul videos Yeah, tonight? we got very obsessed with AliExpress for quite some time. And so we watched them, and we watched them, and then we were like... We should order clothes on AliExpress too. So they worked! I didn't even think about that, but they totally worked. And we both ordered an item. Yes. And they were pretty great. They were pretty great. That's the other thing. <laughs> but some of the videos aren't just like, here's what I ordered for myself and I'll show you what to you. It's trying to get clicks on the YouTube. So it's like, I spent $1,000 buying the first 50 things I saw on Wish. They just show you whatever crap comes or some kind of gimmick like that and that's where the real issue comes in is this worth doing because you're buying all these clothes from some factory that's making them very cheap yeah especially wish and aliexpress they're yeah. even worse than like maybe boohoo or asos mm. or any of those which pro- could be sourced from legitimate sources yeah. but aliexpress is very much cheap easily manufactured exactly. stuff on mass yeah and maybe they're really ethically made. Who knows? But probably not. But then you've got, okay, so you're buying all this stuff, having all the flying miles of shipping and mm. by boat, by air, bringing it in, with deliveries. And for what? For some YouTube views. Mm. It's not like they're doing these this for ethical reasons. They're, yeah, you're right. They're doing it for clickbait. And they are. Very interesting <laughs> videos. Yeah. It's interesting to see... Well, I mean, I'm interested in fashion, but like the dresses and then how they turn out and how they actually look on their body and what quirks they have or if they turn out really nice. Like, I think that was the big appeal for us, especially of the Wish or AliExpress prom dress videos that we watched. Yeah. But the other thing that we noticed is that all of the YouTubers who were putting on these clothes are like a size zero or, I mean, in the States or a size six here. Mm. So we just really got no understanding or idea of what the dresses would look like on well, most women. I think most women are at least upwards of 12 or size 14 New Zealand or British dress size. I would say so, yeah. I'm going to start getting like really mm-hmm. <laughs> going real deep here. I actually watched this really interesting video called the YouTube and the, you know, the creation of the artifice or it was something to that effect. Maybe we can link it in the show notes. I'll try and find it. And it was by a very intelligent woman who I can't remember the name of right now. But basically it was about how YouTube creates this sense of you're a fly on the wall. You're coming into my home and you're seeing it as it would be. 
but actually mm. that sense of you know you getting to see the real me is it's very much constructed especially big time youtubers they're wearing all their makeup they look perfect before they even get on screen and a lot of the time they are these conventional smaller sizes so really we're just being refed the same stuff that we get from mm-hmm. women's magazines and them and movies and just the media in general that we have to be a particular size and we have to fit a particular convention and appearance to be acceptable you notice these very small-bodied women are deprecating. And de- <laughs> Do I say that again? You notice these very small-bodied yeah. women? The script is hard to read. Um, <laughs> you notice these very small-bodied women are like deprecated in their own bodies because they're saying, oh, wow, these jeans fit. Jeans never fit me. I've got such a weird hip. So I've got a weird shape. I've got long legs. i got this, this and that. Mm. But you know what? Every pair of jeans fits. And they all say, that's so weird that it fits. Yes. So what's that about? <laughs> but because of that, you think, oh, they're telling me this like, thing about their body, like, it's a personal thing between me and them. And they've often greeted you with, like, hi, friends, hi, sparkles, yeah. hi, rainbows, you know, whatever. And a lot of YouTubers say, like, I love you guys. Love you guys. Hey, guys. Thank you. So it's really engaging. And so you've been greeted as a friend. You've been told these like personal things about their bodies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you feel like you're really close to them. So it's the person. You want to watch them try on all these clothes. It's the person, not the product. YouTube yep. is all about personality. And if people like you, they'll keep coming back. Mm-hmm. And a good YouTuber knows that. They know that it's about, I'm popular. They like me. I'm cute. And that, like, uh, most YouTubers just wear thick makeup. Very thick. Very thick. We're thinking about one person in particular, I know. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think we got to a place where we were like, well, let's actually try to find some larger women trying on AliExpress clothes. And they exist, but they're so hard to find. You really have to do a deep dive. And you keep getting suggested videos of small women trying on mass-marketed clothes. Yeah. Because they don't get... Yeah, they get the, they get the clicks, so they get the recommendation. Yeah. And so they get fed down the same thing. And one thing that was pointed out to me is that every time you watch a video, come as you said it or Sarah, the next recommendation is always like a little bit more extreme. Right. And so you can be like, oh, here's my summer shopping haul from AliExpress. Oh, you watch that? You want to see someone just buy a whole bunch of like really extra clothes from AliExpress? Oh, you enjoyed that? How about 50 prom dresses from AliExpress? And... You just get sucked into it because you think, well, if you tolerate this, you'll tolerate this a little bit more. And before you know it, you're spending like half an hour watching ridiculous things that you would never have started with to begin with. Mm. But you get, like, breadcrumbed it into this hole. All social media platforms use algorithms. I think YouTube does it more effectively than most. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, the stuff that Facebook gives you, you're like, I don't even care about this person. I don't even care about this. YouTube is just so clever in the things that it shows you. It's just, it's completely intricate to the person. If I look at Hamish's YouTube or your YouTube, mm-hmm. it's completely different from my YouTube. Right. And you look at my YouTube and you're like, lol, Jason, you watch all that stuff. <laughs> it's so weird that you watch that. Yeah, yours is so random. And... <laughs> And you're right, a lot of the stuff that's in my main recommendations now, I would never have started with. 
yeah. I've never gone to GTA and be like, hmm, show me people role-playing being cops in the GTA Five <laughs> world for three hours. Or um, slow TV, you watch yeah. a lot of that, just train trips. Here's four hours of high-quality pl- planes landing in Japan. <laughs> Shout out to no one in particular. Yeah, shout out to no one in particular. But you know who you are. And also, I guess there's something really funny. When you were like this, Jason was stumbling on her words. And when you were like, the script is really hard to read. It was like you were revealing our artifice. Yeah. Because they think that's what our show kind of works on. This like... You guys are just joining in on our friendly conversation. So we're very much like the same sort of thing as YouTube. I don't think we're as quite as constructed as they are. No. But it's like a similar thing, right? And I don't know, like, I'm not saying it's a negative thing, but it does make you think a little bit. And it does make you think, I yeah, you get to this place where you, with YouTube personalities, you start to really feel like they're your friend, but mm-hmm. you don't know them at all. And sometimes you're like, oh, I actually don't know this person. You find yourself like really getting invested in their life and like Mm -hmm. wanting them to have like the best time, particularly ones that like reveal a lot about themselves. Yeah. Here's my trip to Hawaii. Here's my bedroom tour. But some of them are like, I get extremely depressed and I don't want to get out of bed this morning. Mm -hmm. I've followed people like that too. And because it resonates so much with me because I've had my own mental health struggles, Mm. you start to really get attached I was thinking of one YouTuber that I'm particularly obsessed with, and she is from the UK, and her name is Lucy Wood. Have you heard of Lucy Wood? I think I have, yeah. Yeah, so she's quite... (laughs) Probably. She's got quite a big following, but she's a size 14, which is by no means fat, but it's actually interesting to watch her clothing haul videos because she can show you the size 14s between different jean sizes, and some of them, they'll be like a perfect fit... And they'll look great. And other ones, she can't even do the button up. And that says a lot about the fashion industry. From brand to brand, you're being sold something that should be exactly the same in its size. Mm-hmm. But one brand is telling you that you're too fat, essentially. Yeah, it's terrible. It is terrible. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's like you can put things in an easy category. You can't just easily say that clothing hauls are a terrible thing. Because, you know, I justified it for a long time by saying, I'm not actually buying anything. But now that you bring it up, that's not even true. I did buy something. Mm. So, I mean, slowly but surely, it affected me enough so that I actually bought something. Because are these just, like, cute videos of people just trying things out and you're having a laugh together? Or is it an advertisement? I think it's a very clever advertisement. And the company's that send clothing to these people, a lot of the time they get them just sent to them. I'm sure Zoella do, does. They know that. Yeah, there's lots of (laughs) cheap clothing websites that I've never heard of before until I saw them on YouTube haul videos. Yes. Like I knew of AliExpress. I wasn't that familiar with it. And then suddenly it's like, I know about Wish and Weird Ones that was said that I can't remember. (laughs) And... Some of them say, no one's, like, sending me anything. They don't know I'm doing this. But you can bet that when they do see that you've done it, they'll be happy with you and maybe send some more. I have stopped watching them, I guess. I haven't. Sometimes I'll just fast forward to, like, when they actually get the clothes on. I don't really care about all the preamble. But what I think what really interests me is seeing different clothes on the same body. Yeah. 
it's like being in a shop and your friend's trying all these clothes and you're like just try this on just for fun see what it looks like on you yeah and it's, it's the same kind of thing in your brain I guess we get that oh yeah that looks great on you you should buy it nah, nah, nah. don't worry about it I just want to see it on you <laughs> I've watched a lot less because yeah I'm more like cognizant of some of them have sort of bad ethics I really only watch one person now rather than like multiple people but I have been watching more food haul I guess you could call videos. <laughs> food haul videos, yeah. Like competitive eating, food challenge eating, or just ridiculous things. Like, here's someone eating 1,000 french fries. Here's someone eating 100 wheat bags. Here's 50 quarter pounders. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's fascinating to see, like, the, the human endurance and what they can put into their bodies. But then I start thinking, is that ethical, though? Because they're doing it for the views often. Mm-hmm. Should I be supporting someone buying 100 cheeseburgers to eat 200 chicken nuggets, 10 pizzas? I mean, they've got to eat anyway. Some of them are competitive eaters, like, it's their career. But others just doing it for the views. And it's really interesting consumerism. Mm. And then people become their friends, right? Or they feel like they're, they're their friend. And so they'll send them more food to eat. I'll see that person eating that food. And I've cut back on those a bit as well because I can see what the volume of the food is now and I know, oh, they can finish that easily. Yeah. Or oh, that'll be a struggle. So I'll just fast forward to the last five minutes and see how they did. Or they'll link in, like, one of their close friends or their partner so you get to see them and you get that, it's that little glimpse into the personal life. Yes, yeah. The little banter they do. You think, oh, yeah, they're sharing their lives with us. It's yeah, so yeah, great. Yeah. They're, like, letting me in. I've definitely mm. fallen into that trap. But just start up one day. Yeah, it gets more and more extreme. One day, I think I was talking with someone, and I said, wouldn't it be great just to, like, watch someone eat fried chicken? Was that Emily? I'm sure on YouTube there's a video of, of a woman eating hot fried chicken. Yeah. So I searched for it, and I, there was, and I watched it. Of course. And it was just, like, chill. It's like, just taking your time eating fried chicken. Mm. And then it became, well, you like that? How about a video of someone eating fried chicken as fast as they can? Oh, you enjoyed that? How about eating, like, five chickens? How about eating a whole bunch of burgers? And it just builds up, builds up, until you get these, like, ridiculous challenges of, like, here's a huge mountain, a fruit roll-up. So I made a massive, like, huge, huge wheel of them. Jazlyn's doing some hand gestures to indicate a huge rolled-up fruit roll-up. Like Like a big circle around her head. Bigger than a bus steering wheel. Like, this big thing. And I just watched them eat it. And why? <laughs> it's not thing I would ever think to watch, but because it's in front of you, and you think, hey, yeah, go on. Because it's fascinating. Because they're doing something so strange. special. Like, yeah. I know that a lot of YouTube can be really mundane on the face of it. Like, you're just watching somebody vlog or talk about their day. But the other thing we go there for is to just see shit we've never seen before. Because we're naturally curious creatures, humans, mm-hmm. right? And YouTube just, like, satisfies that need. Yeah, and the viewing numbers are huge. So if you see, you have a need for something, and you see something, the video's got a million views, 500,000 views, mm. 5 million views, you're like, oh, five other million people were like me. I've got friends out there. I'll watch it as well. Yeah. And it's incredible how many views. Some of the, like, role-playing videos I've, I, I watch have millions of views. Yeah. Some of it's like 50,000, some of it's for the same same provider, it can be like 5 million. I'm like, 
It's incredible. It reminds me of a YouTuber that Hamish was following. He was just this young black guy in the States. And he was listening to songs for the first time that were really, really popular songs that he'd never heard before. So like he listened to Queen for the first time and then or Pink Floyd and he'd react to it because he'd only really listened to like, I don't know, I think he was really into like hip hop and rap and he never really strayed too much from those genres. And yeah, he was just like recognizing how great these massive songs are for the first time. And he just exploded very, very quickly started getting lots of viewers and it's mm-hmm. because people are like, the novelty of it is just yeah. fascinating. It just draws you in. And you know, that's a good part of the song. I want to see if he reacts to that part. Oh, he did. <laughs> oh, cool. What about this next song? What about a whole album? Yeah. You know? And you can see his love of the music grow. Like, oh, it's another one from my man, Freddie. You know? Stuff like that. Ethical enough to watch. Like, it's not really... Yeah, no, no one gets hurt. No one's going to get hurt by that. But, you know, like, we did have that conversation about competitive eating and is it unethical? And I think it's just really not an easy answer. Mm. Like, that food is going to be there anyway. Yeah. Like, I bet that if you ordered 50 burgers from a McDonald's, they would have enough food and storage to to make that up for you. Uh And you never heard about McDonald's running out of food, eh? No. So it's all going to be there. More of a gray area, I guess, because the food is existing. Yes. And you think about it, you go into a supermarket, there's so much food in abundance, like, surely. And um, so much of it gets so thrown out. It gets wasted, exactly. Yeah. And, then you, and that was the thing I was saying. It's like, the problem is the wastage, and it's not like somebody who's actually eating all of that food is wasting any of it. Yeah, they finish it. They, yeah, they finish it. That's the whole point. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, eh? But yeah, I, I, I was saying to you, I think the main thing is the packaging that comes on, especially fast food, the packaging oh, yeah. is really out of control. And for me, I think that would be the biggest waste I of what so they too. do. I think, yeah, I don't, I don't, I really don't think there's an easy answer to these things, but yeah. And I was actually just thinking while you were talking, it's kind of like that black mirror question. Is it the technology that causes us to be, you know, do nefarious things or do crazy weird things or is it just that we have all of these this exists in us but the internet just provides a platform for us to share it Mm. and it's like that gift that you shared with me the first one is a scene with three people and a guy shaking his head at another guy like don't hit on my girl and then the next gif was just the guy shaking his head everyone in the gif was that guy including people who weren't there and it was just him shaking his head over and over again and it was one of those moments where I was like i love the internet yeah just what the fuck but it's like it just provides an easy platform for us to share how fucking weird we are like people are fucking weird and it's actually true like what you were saying i wonder if i can watch a woman eat a bunch of fried chicken Mm -hmm. you can probably find anything you can think of on the internet yeah i mean these photos of a guy just sitting silently in a room Oh, yeah. And that, that's, he's huge, yeah. that guy. And it's like one um, clip where somebody burst, breaks into his house and steals stuff and, like, sounds like it's fake. But I actually have heard that it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was so dedicated to his craft that he didn't move. <laughs> yeah. When you're three hours into a five-hour sit session, you don't want to get up. Yeah, and he pees himself because yeah. he's dedicated. Yeah. So uh, I was with Sarah last night because it was Valentine's Day. 
Hey, Sarah. Hey, Sarah. <laughs> I told her what we're going to be recording about today, and she got her rant on, as Sarah likes to do. And I was interesting, so I wrote it down, basically what she said. It's not word for word, but it's pretty close. She says, you could argue that it's YouTube's ethics, but is it more YouTube holding up a mirror to the less desirable parts of humanity and our apparently insatiable appetite for watching it? Right, that's similar to the stuff we've been saying. Yeah. YouTube is, in a way, perfectly ethical in that it doesn't have snuff slash child porn and properly unethical stuff, but it provides a platform for people to put up low-level, objectionable crap, and it turns out we really want to watch it. <laughs> I mean, the combination of videos plus comments is pretty incendiary. I haven't seen an online comment section that doesn't make me despair for humanity. Yeah. But I don't know if YouTube are any good at monitoring and removing objectionable comments in the way that Twitter definitely is not. Yes, agreed. And now it's back to me now. One little tidbit I read somewhere recently was that 450 hours of content is uploaded to YouTube every minute. (gasps) Whoa! And so it relies on community reporting. Oh my so god! Four hundred and fifty hours that, a minute. That is amazing. Or a second, or a minute, is something like that. Horrific amounts of footage. Oh my gosh! And just hoping to catch some views. Yeah, and then a lot of it would just get lost. Yep, and never seen these websites that will randomly show you a youtube video that has no views or under like five views and Um, so you can just like see random stuff that no one cares about i would say that youtube aren't very good at monitoring i know that if you put anything pornographic up there it gets taken down pretty quickly but Mm. you can watch entire movies on youtube yeah i mean give or take if it gets reported it gets taken down pretty quickly but you can depending on the film watch an entire movie a lot of it relies on ai to detect content yeah. Where it's like, they've got fingerprints that they're looking out for, like this logo or this hash of a footage or something. And so people will reverse the footage to be like horizontally flipped or they'll put it into a weird oh, box. Oh, so clever. Or they'll do slightly slow it down. <laughs> just something to like try and get round. Oh, yeah. That auto-sensing. Yeah. Quite annoying to watch though. Oh, it is. Yeah. But another thing that came up, talking about the view counts. Is that these, like, huge YouTube celebrities that we've probably never even heard of. Like, do you know a guy called James Charles? I don't, but is that his picture? Yeah, he's like a makeup-wearing white dude. looks familiar. He looks familiar. Yeah, I think I've sort of seen him around. So he went to Birmingham in the UK and just gridlocked the shopping centre because thousands of fans came to see him. And a lot of people out in the town like who the hell is James Charles like never heard of this guy why is he so popular like yeah people do that for the Beatles but not for this guy like who is he yeah so this article then talks about him versus the Beatles and they say since the 1960s the Beatles have sold 1.6 billion singles in the United States in just three years James Charles has accumulated 1.1 billion views on his YouTube channel 1.1 1.1 billion views. I've never heard of him. 1.6 billion, 1.1 billion. Who are all these people? So in 50, 60 odd years, the yeah. Beatles got 1.6 billion. Yeah. This guy in three years, 1.1 billion. Does he deserve to be as mobbed as the Beatles? Maybe so. He's disparaged as being a boy in makeup. 
and the Beatles were mocked for having this like androgynous long hair when they were young. Like the parallels are there. Yeah, yeah. But I've never heard of him. Nope. Are the videos ethical? No idea. <laughs> Just incredible. You can have these like massive, massive stars that slip under the radar because there's so much YouTube content and so many people watching YouTube that it doesn't leave YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you bring back up Sarah's comment, please? Oh, yeah. I think it was more about like monitoring. I think that I would say YouTube isn't particularly good at monitoring, or at least they let people have their platform regardless of what their political focus is mm. you couldn't censor people but i think a lot of that info wars stuff did really well because youtube gave a, a very accessible platform like we're in this age where you can say hateful views and and like you were saying i mean that person you were just showing us before mm. billion views 1.1 billion views so somebody is like oh i um think that this group of people shouldn't exist well, what's to say that they couldn't gain so much traction, especially through an accessible platform like YouTube, and it could do some real damage. I don't, I'm not saying that it necessarily does to that extent, but I definitely think like the ease of use makes it a lot easier for people with some pretty hateful views to get a lot more attention than they deserve. They definitely do, because it's so easy to sh- share the content. In the old days, you might have been like, hey, did you see that late night talk show? Or some guy was just like ranting about something ridiculous. Oh, no, I missed it. Sorry. Now I say, here's this video. Weird rant. Watch it. Share, 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 share to all my platforms. And you can reach people with this content so much easier. And if they know you, they probably trust you to be sending something good. And so they watch it. Right. And we've had friends that have watched through no fault of their own that have been recommended or sent some videos that are kind of hateful. Yeah. But kind of like subtly hateful. And that starts to sort of infect their views on the world because that friendly person on YouTube was saying that. And they wouldn't be saying bad things, right? Because they're on video. Yeah. And so you want to believe them. You're, they're your friend or whatever, just trying to help you out. But no, they want your clicks. And get their ad cash. Totally. And it doesn't matter what they say because the more ridiculous what they're saying, the more clicks they'll get. Whether it's people who agree with them or hate them because they want to see that video of the person that they hate. Totally. I, I was actually just about to say that, like, full disclosure, I often watch videos of particularly conservative people who, you know, don't, you know, think really hateful things like white people are superior to other races Mm -hmm. and it fascinates me because i want to know why those people think that way and how they justify themselves and i get just completely caught up Mm -hmm. and often this thing that they do is they go out i've seen multiple people controversial figures do this they go out into society and then they say do you think this person should be banned or they're a horrible person and they actually turn out to be the person they're asking about like lady gaga did this for example like she went out and was like what do you think of lady gaga's music mm-hmm. and they were like oh it's great oh it's kind of shit and then you know not revealing the fact that she actually is lady gaga well this tactic is also used by those types of people who get so much negative comments about them that they actually go out and would you say that to my face and actually more often than not people will they will say you uh, think shitty things. 
And, like, Good. I don't know what point they're trying to prove. Because then they just have to stand there and take it and realise that, the you know, popular opinion is, you kind of suck. Yeah, and then they, the video can get spun into being, look at all these liberals I've triggered. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And they can edit it yeah. any way they want. Yeah. yeah, then that's a whole ethical thing for me that we've talked about before, I think, briefly on the show. It's great that you're sort of educating yourself on, like, the other side. Yes. And what they're thinking, what they're putting out there. Yes. At the same time... They don't deserve the clips. Yeah, you give them the views, the ad instances, which encourages them because they can get the views. And yes. Because they don't know if you hate watching it, and they don't really care if you hate watching it. So what do I do? In fact, if you're they're a particularly controversial person, they probably enjoy you hate watching it because they enjoy being controversial. They claim sometimes to be playing a character. Like when Alex Jones from Infowars was about to lose his custody of his children, his lawyer was like, "That's not Alex Jones." That's a character he's playing. He's just playing an asshole on the radio. In reality, he's a sweet guy. But he wasn't. He's just a dick. <laughs> Not only is he encouraging people to think hateful things, um, he's also selling a bunch of different products. So he's profiting off that. Profiting off his hateful views. It's not just him mm. putting his 10 cents in there. He's also he's making, spinning it into a business. Like, making it out like he's your bud and he's telling you the truth. But really, he just wants your dollars. Exactly. And I think, to get it back to where we started, that kind of stuff, probably way more unethical... Yes. ...than buying 20 pieces of clothing from AliExpress. Right. Agreed. I I just... I don't think that the YouTuber necessarily is the agent in the, you know, the negative effect of fast fashion. Mm. They're just another consumer. One thing I was going to say... Oh, I wanted to recommend that Netflix movie we watched. Well, you, you told me about it. It was American something. And American like Instagram celebrity thing. Yeah, I suppose rather than YouTube. Yeah. It would be so interesting if they had the same thing. But for YouTube stars, I totally watched that. There's probably some documentaries on YouTube. So it's called American Meme. Yes. And it's like Paris Hilton and three, four people I've never even heard of. Yes. Who are these like massive YouTube Instagram stars. Yeah, no, neither. I hadn't like, heard of any of them except for DJ Khaled and um, Paris Hilton. Yeah, it talks about like what it's like to be that social media famous and the demands on your life every day and the grind you got to go through and that burnout as you get to search for the next clickbait idea. I got a real sense that they just kind of felt like they couldn't stop as well yeah because once you stop you got to go back to like normal real, life real world, you know? but, but they don't know how to do that almost because you got those hundreds of thousands of people who are your friends yeah and you don't want to let them down particular there was one in particular who was a photographer at nightclubs and parties and a lot of the images were of women being covered in champagne on their face and things, oh, and yeah, yeah. And things like that and I think he was kind of the saddest in some ways because he, just for the nature of his work, could never really be sober. And yep. I also got the impression that he was a very unhappy person and he didn't feel like he could be alone with his thoughts. Very scary. That's right. He said that name. And despite having so many followers, yeah, he still felt really alone. What's his Instagram name? It was like, it's like something really dirty. It was like Sex Maniac or something. Or like... Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> And like you meet his parents and it's like he's such a sweet boy he's not like 
he is on the internet. Oh yeah, his name was Slut Whisperer. Oh, <laughs> nasty. And people got that tattooed on their bodies when they were like, huge fans of him. And he was like, are you sure you want to like, read right Slut Whisperer on your body and you will tattoo it? So weird. It is so weird. It's like the kind of name that he probably made as like a joke, just a something trashy on Instagram, not expecting to become famous. And then he did. And he's got a name called the Slut Whisperer. I'd still never heard of him. <laughs> Neither. But I guess in that party scene, he's like a Huge. big deal. And you, you want to be photographed by him. Yeah, yeah. you want Slut Whisperer to come to your party. I can't imagine living that life, like that partying life. Oh, yeah. Is that? more unethical than the clothing halls. If you're putting on these big parties just for the fame of Slut Whisperer. <laughs> I don't know. Your call. I don't think it's a good way to spend your time, though. Like, it's not very healthy for you yeah. as an individual. Right. Yeah. We should wrap this up, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Final thoughts. The internet's fucked up. <laughs> I think, yeah, I'll send you some links of stuff. YouTube and the Artifice video is very interesting. I'll mm, put that in the show watch notes. That. That'd be great. And also watch American Meme. Just for more on this kind of stuff, maybe we should talk about kind of other internet things because this is interesting. Yeah, if there's some internet aspect you want to talk about, let us know. If you do enjoy these haul videos, it's fine. We're not trying to tell you not to watch them, but maybe think about do you really want to watch them? Yes. Or are you just watching them because the algorithm suggests them to you and they're right in front of you? That's all. Just be conscious of what you're watching. Yeah. Watch whatever you want. It's fine. Yeah. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. Bye. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. If you have any comments or questions, please send an email to highexpectationspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a comment. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at highexpectationspodcast or on Twitter at highexpodcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict, or wherever you enjoy podcasts. Have a great week. Degrading themselves when they... Degrading? Degenerating? Degrading. (laughs) Deprecating. Yes.